Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one who tuned into the Pin Pals podcast. Are you looking to get custom pins made super easy? Are you new to the pin game and don't know where to start? Perhaps you don't even know the difference between soft enamel and hard enamel. Or maybe you're a polished pin maker, you've been in the game for a while, but your current manufacturer just isn't cutting it. Well, I got some good news for you. My friends over at Your Stuff Made can help make you custom pins. They are wizards at this kind of stuff. They work under strict ethical guidelines so you know your pins are being produced clean and safe for the environment. Their team actually cares about what they make. And best of all, they're not a middleman. They have direct access and control over tools, machinery, and resources needed to make enamel pins. So this means super low costs and fast shipping times. They are the real deal. And speaking of deals, you know where I'm going with this. I got one for you. If you order custom pins from Your Stuff Made, you can save 10% off your entire order. And with this inflation going crazy these days, 10% can be huge. Especially if you're new to the pin game, every dollar counts. So all you have to do is visit yourstuffmade.com, fill out a quote, and under the referral section, select the Pin Pals podcast. That'll tell them that I sent you, and that's how you get 10% off all your custom pin orders. Once again, the place to be is yourstuffmade.com. Let them know the Pin Pals podcast sent you. So, what are you waiting for? Start creating today. Welcome back to the Pin Pals podcast, your favorite five-star rated podcast about enamel pins and the people and culture behind them. I'm your host, Eric from Warrior Pins. Hey, hi, hello. How are you? Before I get into it, let's take a couple breaths together. How about that? Deep inhale. And exhale. Just want to express my gratitude for tuning into the podcast Inhale. There's a million things that you could be doing right now, but you're choosing to listen to this thing that I created, and that means a lot. One more. Thank you. I want to give a quick shout out to my Bamiya Coffee patrons, uh, Invader Pin, Manny Cartoon Studios, Enigma Pins, Pinsomnia Designs, Pins by Charlie, Pin Lord, What the What Pins, and Miss Penny. Y'all are the real MVPs. Your support and contributions to Pin Pals doesn't go unnoticed. I appreciate you the way that Michelangelo appreciates pizza. How's that? Alright, so today's episode, I chop it up with Mauro from Coffin Couture. Uh, we get into how Morrow started making pins, expanding beyond pins, drop shipping, designing posters for Power Rangers, and so much more. Chatting with Morrow and getting to learn more about him was very entertaining. You know, also at the time of recording this interview, it was, I think, January. Yes, I know, shame on me. But Morrow was still living not too far from me in New Jersey. So uh, after we recorded, we were able to hang out and, and catch up and uh, actually like meet in real life. And it's one of those moments I'm going to cherish because it's not every day you get to hang out with your pin pals in real life. Um, I don't know. And I guess just being in the pin game as well, you know, Morrow and I just 
I guess even aside from pins, we just had a lot in common. So uh, we clicked, and it was cool. And now I'm sad because he's not living in New Jersey anymore. But his shop goes on. Coffin Couture is still around. You can check out um, the description or the uh, you know show notes. I guess that's the term uh, for his uh, link shops. And I'm sorry, that's my dog. I think growling at me. Hey, buddy, relax. That's uh, today's guest. Um, for anyone listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, please don't forget to follow the podcast. You know, if you can, leave a five-star rating and a review. You know, if you leave a review, I'd love to read it on the air. And my dog is just walking around now. I think it's dinner time. Uh, for all my YouTube viewers, smash that like and subscribe button. Uh, we actually just passed a milestone, 70 subscribers. Might not seem like a lot, but you put 70 people in a room. Oh, that is a party. Uh, I guess my next realistic goal would try to get 100 subs by the end of Season 3. We have so many more episodes left, so I think that's very doable. We'll see. Help a brother out. Uh, Lastly, if you want to support the Pin Pals podcast, you can. You can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's literally what it sounds like. You can buy me a cup of coffee. You can visit buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. Think of it like a virtual tip jar. Well, more than that, you can sign up for monthly or yearly subscriptions and get access to lots of cool stuff like the Pin Pals Discord server, which is just bumping every week. Uh, our bi-weekly happy hours, discounts uh, at my pin shop, warriorpins.com, uh, Pin Pals Podcast merch, which is available on warriorpins.com, podcast shoutouts, and so much more. Buymeacoffee.com slash podcast is the way to show your support towards me and the podcast. Link will be in the show notes. Now, let's get to my conversation with my pin pal, Coffin Couture. Welcome to Pin Pals, Moro. How's it going? What's up? What's <laughs> <laughs> up, my friend? Going uh, good, man. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, it's great that we're finally able to connect uh, and be able to talk pins on the podcast. This is and it cool. only took two seasons. I'm it back, only baby. took two, two seasons, yeah. Um, how are things going? How's the New Year treating you? So far, so good, man. Just started off really busy. I was working on New Year's Eve, designing some stuff. Uh, you know how it is when you get a call. It's like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure. When do you need it? Tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> it's one of those deals. I feel I was you. telling my telling my girlfriend the last week, I was like, I always feel like I'm designing with a gun to my head. It's like that's that's my motto. It's like just just design. I, I feel like every time I design something for myself, I'm always like racing against my own clock. It's like I, I don't know, maybe it happens to everybody, but I feel like if I have an idea, right? And I get it on a Monday, I feel like if I don't do it Thursday or Friday, somebody will beat me to it. And it's just constantly just trying to get it done to like to the point where I'm happy with it when no one else gets it. That's like a yeah. weird thing I have. It's just very you got you go with the flow. When you get the idea, you just gotta run with it until it's like out of your head or something like that. Yeah, exactly. A um, lot of sleepless nights. Oh my god, yes. Jesus. <laughs> Falling asleep like on the iPad, trying to like perfect everything. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell the audience, uh, introduce yourself and your pin shop, a coffin couture. Hello, I'm Mara. <laughs> I run coffeecouture.com. Um, what do I call it? I call it a design house where we, where I make art prints, posters, enamel pins, t-shirts, 
basically anything I can put a vector file to or a JPEG to, I sell. Um, and yeah, we, I think we met each other through the um, enamel pin game and just the different shows we've been doing. And that probably started for me like six years ago where I started doing it. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Five, six years ago. I think we're approaching. Yeah, we're approaching six years in a couple of months. But um, yeah, I've always seen you around. We've definitely vended at the same shows. We're both uh, Jersey boys. Um, yep. Through and through. Through and through. That's pretty funny. Um, but uh, Patches and Pins Expo and um, what was it? Uh, Punk Rock Flea Market. I think we were That's at right, one yeah, of those. Yeah. Uh, down in Trenton, like a little before the pandemic, I think. Yeah, like a couple of years before, I think. But it's funny how we just all show up to random spots and we all know <laughs> each other. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, all, all, all roads lead down to uh, the Pin Pals podcast. Yeah, dude. It's like a traveling um, circus. <laughs> yeah. But it's always been cool kind of seeing you like do your thing and seeing your different displays and just how you've evolved and like grown to this artist from like enamel pin. Like now you're doing all sorts of stuff and like you're getting some of your, your work licensed. Yeah, it's weird. It's cool. I say like, I feel like a real artist now, even though I shouldn't say that it's like a bad thing, but like, you know, you spend so much time doing something and then when it finally like gets published and like licensed, you're like, Oh my God, I can, <laughs> I can, I can say this publicly and I do this. Like you won't sue me. <laughs> It is pretty cool, though. I, I think yeah. regardless of, of whether or not you're licensed, I think you are a real artist. But thanks, man. Appreciate I, you. I get that. Uh, I get that moral dilemma of like, uh, my pin maker, designer, like whatever. But um, but yeah, but it's been pretty cool. And the last time I saw you was um, was it back in September, twenty twenty one, Patches and Pins Expo. You were sharing a table with good old bird brains. Good old Bird Brains NYC. I forget what podcast he was, what number he was. But yes, former guest of the Pin Pals podcast. It was cool to see Shout the two of Brains. you. Shout out to Andrew. <laughs> um, yeah, it was cool to see you two uh, team up and uh, tackle some space together at that show. Yeah, we met a couple of years back at New York Comic Con. We shared a table back then through a mutual friend. And we just stayed in touch. It, it was, you know, it's a, it's a fun uh, dynamic. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys are, uh, are a hoot. <laughs> we're like polar opposites so he's like very animated and very like friendly and i just stand there in the corner scowling like <laughs> what are you gonna buy <laughs> yeah it was pretty funny um <laughs> just like interacting with you too i think we tried i think i tried doing like podcasting there like doing like a quick interview yeah, but, yeah like the little mic setup thing yeah but i was like doing the video too i found out that like the video and the audio were out of sync because the iphones are weird so I couldn't get it to like sync up. Like it would sync in the first like minute and then it would just slowly like get worse and worse. I'm like, oh, oh well. that sucks, man. <laughs> Still trying to like salvage that audio. So by the time this is out, maybe there's like some sort of special patches and pins recap. Because I did get a lot of like cool stuff. If you were to just like break it down to like audio. Format. Yeah, I saw you walking around talking to everybody, dude. I thought you had like really good sound bites. I, I think it was really cool. Um, So definitely got to try and salvage that. Uh, uh, you gotta, You're giving me more work to do, man. More sleepless nights. Welcome to my life, man. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's take it. Let's take it back to the beginning. I'm really interested in hearing uh, your earliest memory involving pins. Were you a Disney kid, or were you just grow up with a punk rock mom and dad who just had pins all over their jackets? What let's see. When I when I first came out of the womb in 1984, <laughs> I was painting. <laughs> uh, but no, my parents are they're, they're both architects when they were younger. Not anymore. And I think drawing was always in our house. It was always encouraged. Um, so like, you know, growing up, I just watched TV nonstop. Like, 
And the best part, I had stolen cable. I can say that now. Uh, and um, I had the Disney Channel for free. Nice. So I was like hardcore Disney when I was like six or seven, like deep cuts, Nickelodeon deep cuts. Are you afraid of the dark? You know, like all these like shows that became a big part of my subconscious mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have gone otherwise had I not had stolen cable. So kids, steal cable. Facts. Well, you know, now it's like steal internet. I don't think they'll know what yeah. cable is. <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've definitely like cut out cable in my life, but um. But yeah, um, so you kind of have like this, you got the background, you got the credentials to create like the nostalgia content that we see like so popular. How did that, how did, how did pins get into the picture? Pins, like I said, pins started like maybe six or seven years ago. I was, they started off with a commission actually. I, I did, it wasn't like something I wanted to do. Some guy came to me and was like, hey, would you mind doing these designs? I'll pay you for it. And I was like, yeah, I could do that, whatever. I had no idea how to vector files. I was just drawing flat JPEGs. You know, here you go. <laughs> and that was it. And then um, I think maybe a few years after that, it was when the, the film The Shape of Water came out. I don't know if you saw that movie or not. Have you? No. The Guillermo del Toro fish movie? Uh, it's probably on my radar. You got to watch it, man. You got to watch it. All right. Well, I got homework. So, it's like a really good film. And I was like, when I ended it, you know, I'm like crying. I'm like, I want to buy merchandise from this film. So I log on, try to see, like, I find some pins. I figured that'd be the cheapest thing and I couldn't find anything. And I was like, you know what? Can I curse on this? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck it. I'm going to make some pins. <laughs> so like literally, I remember I stayed up all night until I had an actual finished vector file. And it was like super detailed. It was like, I had no idea how manufacturing worked. I just knew how to make it look what I saw in the film. And I finally found like after a while, a company to do it for me exactly how I wanted it. It, it even glue in the dark with like UV paint. Spoilers, like in the film. And uh, and that was the first thing. And then like to see that come to life from the moment you envision it, I was like, I want to make more of these. And I think just around that same time, I was going through a breakup. And I was like, what's the best way to channel that energy into something creative? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to make some pins and sell them shits. Yes, <laughs> I love that. And that's basically because if, if you see my designs, my designs are all couples, relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and not just partners, but it's, you know, relationships with like objects or like Batman and Robin or, you know, Beetlejuice, that's a connection to certain things. So I've just continued that that narrative in my pin form and in my, my drawings too. I dig that. Yeah, yeah. You got some cool stuff. I'm um, looking through your site right now. The Mask and Tina. That's a good one. <laughs> my deep cut. <laughs> uh, 90s babies know that one. But um, that's pretty cool. So walk me through, like, after you got the pins made um like how did you uh did you already know and have the knowledge of like setting up a shop and stuff like that like trying to sell the pins or just yeah i mean i tried when you got it i tried ebay i had some friends that want to buy them from me and i had my instagram page but i was just posting like selfies and like random things so little by little my my page became more of my art and just solely my art like very rarely do i ever post like selfies or stuff like that but like someone told me you know you should really just make it an art account and that's really what you want to do so just after a while that's all i posted were my designs and that kind of grew a following more so when i started doing the Mm. pins and patches show then it kind of really took off yeah isn't that crazy how that has that kind of like spiral effect yeah it's cool and you you really meet like the people that gravitate to your work and why they gravitate to it you see like the reactions 
Yeah, then, dude, it's all about the reactions yeah. and being able to connect <laughs> on like whatever the pin happens to be about. Yeah, I'm just weird. I'm not. I'm not very someone that's like very like um like I can't I don't emote well. So people are like, oh my god, I love this, and I'm like, all right, chill, <laughs> <laughs> easy, baby, easy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you know, it, it is cool. The older I get, and especially with like even things that I paint, like I have people cry at my table. And I'm like, bro, like, it's just, they're just pixels. <laughs> it's not real. Like, oh, man. you know, it's just drawings and it's cool. Like, it's like sit back and like see that happen. Mm-hmm. It's cool. That is pretty cool. Um, damn. So like, so you were just creating all sorts of stuff. It wasn't just pins or anything like that. Like, yeah, I, I don't see myself as a pin designer. I just see myself as a designer. And it's, it. it's, it's what I want to express a lot of times translates to pins because it, I, I want to say something with that medium mm-hmm. but sometimes i, I want to say in a painting or you know a t-shirt yeah okay interesting here's a question so, what what do you think like artistic wise what does a pin have what is the the format a pin has that uh, another piece of like art doesn't have um, for me i would kind of equate it to like a polaroid you know when you have it, it's yours. And like, you can have an identical one, but over time it'll change. It'll have a patina, it'll have get scarred up. You know, you might ding it at a club or like you might drop it and someone finds it and gives it, gives it back to you. <laughs> so they kind of have stories to them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And you, it, and you can't really do that with a poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you carry it with you everywhere you go, like dinging it up. Yeah, I, it's almost like it's got like a, like a community sense to it, like a community value. Cause like, you know, uh you just you you have these stories and stuff like that but you can also connect with other people with them just by like wearing it or or dropping it or like i don't know how many times I, this has happened to me where i'm at like a show and i'm like waiting for the band to go on and, and it's just like oh that person in front of me has got like some dope pins on like the back of their hat or something like that yeah or the it's lapel. Just like, yeah it just gives you it, i it, you know it's a cool medium a cool format to like tell stories i guess yeah and they kind of become like talismans in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, this, this pin has the, the energy of the Strokes concert I went to four years ago. You know, like, <laughs> stuff like that. So it's cool. Talk to me about um, your pin making process. Um, because I'm sure you create so much art and things like that. How do you decide uh, what kind of, how do you decide like what to turn into a pin? I mean, when I started the romance series, I had a long list of what I eventually want to get to. And like, it could be a new TV show I'm watching. Like, you know, do I connect with the characters? Like one of the ones that I want to get to that I haven't had a chance to, and it's, it's something I really want to do this year is Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen a couple um, episodes. So there's, there's a, I forget his, I forget his name, David and David's husband. I want to do that as a pin. And like, <laughs> and I feel like I spend more time designing it in my head. And once I feel comfortable with what I have up here, then I'll just quickly put it on pixels and then like vector it. Okay. But I kind of have to see it in my head first before I do anything, before I can commit to that. Got it. Got it. So like, so you're pretty much just kind of going with your gut feeling. Like I, like I want to turn this into a pin. I think this would be a cool pin. Yeah. You don't do any like community polling or anything like that. Like you just go for it. I used to. I always get the game saying, "Hey, you should do this. You should do this." And I'm like, I kind of got tired of saying, "It's on my list already." (laughs) Trust (laughs) me, it's on my list. (laughs) Because some are so like so kind of like um what's the word like obvious like oh i should do batman and catwoman it's like yeah yeah superman and lois lane and i was like yeah i should 
Like, like if if I get excited over it, then I'll commit to it. And just it just takes time. That's the one negative I have about myself is that sometimes I just take long to make pens. Like if I'm not excited over it, I'll switch over to painting or I'll build some props or like I'll I'll circle around till I find what I want to talk through. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. A lot of that stuff like comes from the uh from the gut, from from just like feeling good about an idea. And uh and I think that resonates a lot with like your fans, your audience and stuff like that. Yeah, I like to think so. Yeah, but it's definitely cool to see them vibe on that. I get excited. For sure. What's your actual like design process setup? iPad, PC, Mac? iPad, dude. It used to be like my Wacom tablet on my Mac like years ago. But as soon as I bought the iPad Pro, holy shit, man. <laughs> I, I could like literally go to the park and just design and sketch. And then when I'm done, vector it at Starbucks. I'm like, very few that. times very few times do i come back to the mac what do i come back to the mac for if i really want to get like granular i'll go to illustrator on the mac but like i try not to mm-hmm. and i really don't have to i just do it as a force of habit but like the ipads change the fucking game dude they really have so you're yeah. you're a procreate dude yeah totally procreate okay. cool or do sometimes you have even any... like bamboo bamboo sketch i think it's called like the journal thing I've i just like sh- straight up rough pencils like rough rough pencils i just keep roughing it out until i'm happy take a snapshot import appropriate and i got started i i was so afraid to get it because i was like i i don't know what the fuck procreate is i gotta fucking learn this whole brand new thing i just got down with illustrator like i, I just can't and i yes. bought it and I, put, and I put it off for a couple of months i was like no nah, i'm good and then i forgot where is it I, I painted something it was like a commission piece i, I, I was like oh no kill bill i was like if i can just do this for fun and I spent maybe like three weeks on it. And by the end, I was like, holy shit, like I could do this. Yeah. And then I haven't looked back since. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have any um any tips or tricks uh that you wish you had known with like Procreate or like having an iPad Pro as your setup when you first started? Hmm. Tips or tricks. I mean, literally like using like a skin on my iPad pencil, like a grip totally make things way easier okay i have like baby fingers so like the the, the pen <laughs> the pencil like it's so sharp i don't know why i make it so sharp so as i hold it it just cuts through my fingers so like i don't even have it on me but like it's a looks like a yellow pencil yeah a rubber sleeve you put the pen in and it's perfect oh you know i've seen that and that's interesting because i think i i'm just naturally like a tight gripper so oh, like okay. after like using it for a while, I'm like, yeah, damn, why does my hand hurt? I like <laughs> unnecessarily like like putting a lot of like not pressure on the screen, but just like holding the pencil. Maybe I yeah. should get one of those. Trust me, look into it, dude. It just makes life way easier. Hell yeah. That's pretty cool. How do you vectorize it? I vectorize it through Illustrator. There was another app I used on the iPad. I forget what it is. I can probably just show it to you afterwards that did it, but it didn't do it as good. Like you, you would spend more time fixing it as opposed to just doing an illustrator mm-hmm. and i'm okay. talking about like i'll start off with like just purely black line art on the procreate you know clean it up as much i get it to a place where i like it import it to illustrator vectorize the line art you know clean up if i have to clean it up and then i'll colorize it in illustrator okay yeah. oh we're gonna have to have you teach like a uh vectorizing Ted master talk. class on the 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 pin pals podcast feed I'll, I'll do a ted talk i'm into that yeah. <laughs> how That'd to steal cable cool. 
<laughs> yes, I love it. How do you pack your pins? You, you you do any special kind of backing cards, any presentation when you're like putting together an order? What's that like? I used to. I used to like like spend a lot of time designing like custom pin bags for each design. And I loved it for like the maybe two years that I did it. But I feel like it was it, it was so time for me, it was so time intensive. And I waited so long to get the card bags as opposed to my pins that it just delayed the process for me. So now I'd rather spend all that production time and cost into the pin itself mm-hmm. and then get that out to, to people. Okay. And that goes as, as far as like engraving the backs, you know, putting custom logos in the back of the pins. And like, I, I feel like I'm better off doing that now for my stuff than just doing the pin, the card backs. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of like stamps do you put on the back of your pins? I just started doing my logo, my website, my name, social security number, my address. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. How how do you get his website on there? Oh, okay. I see where he's going. (laughs) No, but I do have the the website. I have the logo. Uh, What else do I have? What is it like lasered on or etched on or something like that? Laser engraved. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I just offset the cost of what I was putting into the card bags for me. Mm -hmm. because you know like for me personally when i get a card back i don't always keep them i don't know about you right like they're they're nice to have and they look cool but it's like whenever i buy an action figure i'm like this is an amazing box and it goes to the garbage yeah (laughs) it's an amazing box but i can't keep it like you know very true very true yeah i tried i stopped like putting too much effort now it's just the same design but colored differently so if you order a donatello pin you're gonna get like a purple color-coded like backing color or back in gotcha. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Uh, for like for like all the turtles and stuff like that. But I should probably look into finding like a more eco-friendly, recyclable material solution. Yeah, that's, that's that's the thing too, right? Like I always feel like whenever I get something like that, I'm gonna throw out. It's like someone telling me, "Hey, you throw this out." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, "All right." <laughs> Here's just passing garbage around liter- laterally. And that's every time I buy a toy, every time I buy a figure, a prop, like a nice box, I'm just like, come on, man. Just give me like a brown box. Don't put any effort into it. I'm still going to buy it. I just, I don't want to throw away your art. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Um, how did you come up with your name? Well, I'm a ghoul. So that, that's that. I'm like, I'm like a, my friends always call me like a vampire. I'm just like very ghoulish. And like, you know, I love Halloween. And, um, I used to just use my name at conventions or like Mr. Mar, my portfolio website. I just used to use that. And then in my day job, I'm very much into branding and I didn't kind of like use that into my, my side hustle. So I was like, what if I just branded myself into the things that I like? And I like fashion, I like Halloween, I like, you know, golf shit. I was like, oh, fucking. And I like when words sound the same, like Peter Parker or like- uh, Alliteration, right? Is that what it's called? Alliteration? I think so. And I was like, coffin couture, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, just, just, it was available and I just took it. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Derivative of, of who you are. But yeah. it wasn't like a spur of the moment, like, warrior pins. Now I'm locked into making pins. And <laughs> <laughs> but you got you got to have like a little wiggle room. But, but that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I feel like the couture part too. Someone else told me this, I forget who. Because my price point for the pins are a little a little higher than most pins, right? Mm-hmm. And the way I view them, and I exp- and this is how I used to describe them back in the day too, that I make them as women's brooches, as, as a kind of like a, a style thing to use when they have a scarf or a jacket. That's how I kind of water them and first envision them as. 
And that's kind of the couture aspect. It's like, oh, these are really fancy pins that you can use when you go out to dinner with your boyfriend or, you know, or your girlfriend. I like that. Uh, and same with my art. It's like, you know, I feel like I draw very cinematic, like Spanish style movie posters, mm-hmm. like very romanticized. And that kind of leads into the, the couture part of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Pinky out, my friend. Damn right. My, girl, my, <laughs> my girlfriend hates that. I, I do that when I drink coffee on purpose. And I, <laughs> I don't know if you ever watch um, It's Always Sunny. Yes. You know, when they go flourish the pinky, <laughs> she's like, why do you do that? <laughs> it's so, so gross. <laughs> oh, boy. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> what What's your favorite fandom to, like, connect with with pins? Movie, I guess, like, pop culture films. Yeah. Is that like kind of the answer you're looking for? Well, I, 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 whatever you give me, but yeah, that, that kind of. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, is that like a fandom? That kind of falls into it. No, like uh, people who are into pop culture and movies and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you got all the iconic like movie couples, like cin- cinema couples. Um, yeah, it's like you know, like pop culture romances. You know, I, I like to romanticize everything I design a certain way. These are cool. I'm getting lost just like looking at all of them. The Jim and Pam one, I'm probably gonna have to place an order for this. Oh, and the Jim <laughs> I gotta, and I gotta hook you up, dude. <laughs> That's my favorite. That one, that one blew up when I did it. I was so surprised. Um, I had people from like Jim Henson order some. No um, way. That's pretty cool. At LA Comic Con, I met a uh, guy, Gilchrist, the guy who worked with Jim directly. And he was like, I gave him, I was like, here, just take some, please. I, you, you earned it. And he was like, Jim would have loved this. And I just started crying. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be ten dollars. <laughs> <That's> pre- <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's cool what I've been able to do through some of the things that I've designed as Tell fan me. art. Tell you. Tell me some I'll, of the other I'll like tell you cool, everything. <laughs> yeah, some of the cool people that you've met or cool opportunities, doors that have opened up for you. Like most recently, like I can I announce this now because it comes out. I think when does this come out? Like next week or tomorrow or something like that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Slow your roll, my friend. When does this come out? I got I got breaking We're, news for you. <laughs> we can call this a podcast exclusive, but it might be like a month <laughs> after <laughs> it comes out. I have no idea when this is going to come out yet. We're <laughs> looking like so February, six months ago. March. I did this thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it out soon. I'll tell you that spring. No, we'll still be in winter. I don't know, dude. I feel like you should play the Terminator 2 theme song while I'm talking. <laughs> Time. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, but yeah, um, I, um, I'm, I'm very like friendly with like different artists and like different comic book shops. And one of my friends in Montclair, New Jersey, I don't know if you've heard of the shop Eastside Mags. Yeah, it's um, right off one of the main Bloomfield Ave, I think. Yeah, he just moved directly onto Bloomfield Ave, like right on the street before it was in the side street. Oh, um, oh, that's right. I went to yeah, the Wellmont uh, a couple months ago and I did see that. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yes. So oh, my snap. boy Jeff owns that shop. We've been friends for a very long time. And he's the guy like on New Year's Eve, he was like, hey, man. And I was like, what's up? He's like, would you like to design a poster for Jason David Frank, the Green Power Ranger? And I go, come again. And he was like, he was like, yeah. And then I was like, we need it by like tomorrow or whatever. And I was like, yeah. I've been activated. I'm, I'm on this shit. I'm like, and he thought I'd be like, oh no, I can't. I thought like I'd push back. And like, as a designer, when I get excited over something, like as he was telling me what the, what the idea was, like my idea in my head was way better. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, stop talking. Here's what I want to do. And he was like, 
yes, do that. That sounds good. And then like I had it done in the next 24, 48 hours. I'm like, it's because that excitement just channeled through my fingers. And I was like, that's it. I got to get it done. Like nobody talked to me. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. That's cool. So it's cool to like be what? One degree away from a group, from an actual Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really cool accomplishment, dude. Like, um... yeah. again, this is a plug from the, from the past. So if you're, if you're a time traveler, January 23rd, um, I think it's noon or one, one o'clock PM. If you go to the Instagram, Eastside Mags, they're having an autograph signing with Jason David Frank. Sunday, oh, January 23rd. Yeah. Okay. Damn, we're going to have to plug stuff like that. Oh, man, I'm getting a bunch <laughs> of ideas. That could be like a cool spot to do podcasts, to, to sling pins, to do like a meetup. Yeah, um, dude. I'll be your man in the street. Just call me up. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That'd be cool. We can slap up Montclair, too, with a bunch of stickers and stuff like there that. There you go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about marketing, like social media marketing, e-commerce marketing. What do you do um, to like get the, the word out with your pins? <laughs> I spend a lot of time using like Facebook ads and Instagram okay. ads. Um, honestly, they're not really that successful. Maybe I'm not doing them right, but like I've, I've done it for at least two years. And I think for me, what's been the most rewarding and the most directly, um, has, has the most direct measure of success has been like reaching out to like pin, pin accounts that post artist designs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called. Like, you know, you pay them a couple of bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Like, a, okay, you know. like a repo. No, I don't want to say like a repost, but like that's essentially like what they do. But like they yeah, cater they, to like a certain, like a yeah, niche Yeah, they curate community. designs. Yeah, and they, they can tell you no too. Like, nah, that's good, you know, whatever. Yes. But like, you know, you basically like pitch yourself to them and say, hey, are you willing to like, you know, give me a shout out? And they'll tell you yes or no. And, and a lot of times if you're able to get into that, it's super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Like um, it just opens up your design to a broader audience. And I can give you my guy that I use to everybody, breaking news, um, at Pinlord. I'm sure you guys know, know who that is, right? <laughs> yes, Pinlord. Yeah, dude, uh, he's awesome, man. He makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, and again, like, you know, it, it only takes like one post to get one person to see your art. And maybe they might not be the person to buy your stuff, but they might save that or show someone else who might be more willing to. And it's kind of just that sense of like creating your spider network of like, what are you going to catch by doing this, you know? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I had this thought. So many people, we get so like caught up in like trying to get the most amount of likes or the most amount of reach and stuff like that, that like it can be disheartening maybe when we see like one of our posts or pinned photos, whatever, get reposted and it doesn't get like that many likes or something like that. But like you got to think like that's a lot of people that still looked at the posts, like, you know, like it could be like anywhere right, under a yeah. hundred. That's still like that's still a significant amount of people. Yeah that like looked at your, your post or liked it, but it only takes one to like change things or make a difference or like yeah. lead to another sale and stuff like totally, that. Totally dude. Yeah. So that's even though cool. I still take it personally. So that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still take it. I still take it personally too. Oh, me too, man. Like, that's I don't rough. know why, but like, how was it? I think it was like a ghostbusters thing that I did where I spent like a good week going like, I got to get this right. I got, and again, just like racing against my whole clock. And when I posted it, it was like four likes. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Let me snap this iPad in half. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think everyone listening can can relate in, in one way or another to that. That's pretty crazy. What um 
what e-commerce platforms are you on? Did I did I see I'm that it was like Store Envy? Store Envy. Yeah, it's, that's my primarily the only one that I've used. I've thought about using um, was it Etsy. Haven't I gotten around to it? Etsy, and I used to use eBay, and I still do it from time to time. And okay. I've had some pretty good success on eBay. But those fees are killer, man. Like the new fees on eBay are bananas, man. Yeah. What what's <laughs> uh what do you like about Store Envy? Honestly, it was like the first thing I found when I was doing my research. The layout was easy, and they don't really charge you that much money when you make a sale. That's true. Which was the number one thing that I, I cared about. <laughs> is there a monthly subscription for it? Um, there is. If you want to do like special discounts and like you want to like offer different perks to your customers, but I'm on the basic platform. So and is also, that like free or is it just free, like totally? Oh, it's free ninety nine, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 more for people who don't have a lot of stuff to sell. I think I have like what 20, 20 or thirty things. And I think once you upgrade, you can sell like hundreds of things. And I was like, I'm good. Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I got a question for you. Um, I have an answer. What's up? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, so I see that you're uh, selling other stuff. Oh, wait. I just saw that everything is marked $0. I'm looking at like the shirts and bags and things like that. So um, that's through my other site. Yeah. I forgot about that. Redbubble.com. Yeah. And Threadless. Yeah. So that's like all like print on demand, uh, custom yeah. made products and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if we've talked too much about that um, on the podcast. So I'm like interested in in like how you got into that and and and. Well, shit, buckle up. <laughs> it's about to get real. All right. That was like li literally I, the first thing I've ever did as like a an artist, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe like. 10 years ago, 11 years ago, it was like, I was just doodling stuff. And I found this website, Redbubble. And they were like, whatever you upload, we'll print for you. And we'll, we'll take care of everything. And at the end of the month, we'll, we'll give you a cut of whatever we sell. And I was like, no way. So like, I like upload like garbage. I was like, I had, I had no iPad. I didn't have no wake up tablet. It was like me just like scanning pencil line art and like coloring on an MS Paint. <laughs> and like, lo and behold, it actually sold like here and there, like little things, not a lot. And like, I'd get like five bucks at the end of the month. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> so then like, as my art got better and it, it got to a point where I was something I wanted to put out in the public, I would upload stuff there, you know, and, and they do all the marketing too. So I do nothing. If I want to, I can like share discount codes or whatever, or like even share like different images. But thankfully I didn't have to. And then like little by little, just kept whatever I would design will automatically go there. Hmm. And it's That's like, it's cool. like, and the, the thing is too, like, it's not just like a random place. The quality is like super good and the prices reflect that. So I love it because when I go to my parents' house, they all wear my shirts from, <laughs> from that shop. And I'm like, why'd you buy this? And I was like, oh, it's a nice shirt. Okay, I get it. It's like the fabric is nice. All right, I get it. That's funny. Yeah. But if you're an artist and you're looking to have like some kind of like passive income, dude, check them out. Like I make no money off of this. There's no like referral code. Like just go check them out. And the thing is that they're always constantly adding different items. Like they start off with t-shirts. It was just purely shirts. Now you can get like baseball hats, duffel bags, cards, postcards, journals. Like, so you always kind of have to go back and like readjust your file to meet those things. But like, it's oh like, my God, are you everything, kidding dude. me? Pillows yeah, and cushions, shower yeah, curtains. And my last name's not Redbubble. I get no <laughs> referral for this. 
<laughs> no, we're going to beep them out. I'm going to contact them. And if they agree <laughs> to sponsor, then we'll leave it. But if they don't, we're going to beep the name. <laughs> dude, that's crazy, though. Uh, yeah, shower man. curtains. Has anyone purchased shower curtains? Yeah, dude, from and the cool, the cool thing is, yeah, dude, I've sold everything. And the cool that's thing is crazy. that when you make a sale, it tells you, hey, congrats. Uh, a, a person in like Tokyo, Japan bought a shower curtain. It won't wow. tell you their name, obviously, but it tells you where they are in the world, what they bought, and how much it's for, and what your cut is. So, like, I'll get emails saying somewhere in Australia, people in Australia love the movie Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I've sold more <laughs> more designs in Australia and Japan of that movie than anywhere in the U.S. We're fucking up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. that's some like pop culture, like pop trivia, like quiz question. Like, yeah, I, I would have never guessed it. Like, I sold a shirt like two days ago in Australia, and I was like, "What? what? It's January. <laughs> what are you doing, man?" that is pretty interesting um so so you would say that it's like i mean what do you have to lose it sounds like at this point and that's the thing man like a lot of times when you make passive income with things like this it's like you are the talent you are making the stuff people want to buy they're just offering a service and yeah they get paid for that service but like it's up to you to be like risk it there is no biscuit if you don't risk it yeah but you do you ever feel like um do you ever feel, do you ever like think about the numbers and be like, well, you know, maybe if I get like these homemade. Um... Oh yeah, of course. And I think you owe it to yourself to get that done locally where it's cheaper and more direct than rather than relying on, like, I just see these people as a middleman and they're good at what they do. But if I wanted to do it myself, I would go about it a whole different way. Mm. Right. And I would love to make sure it's locally. It's just a pain in the ass. And like, that's, a, that's a space where like, I'm so afraid to to committing to giant bulk purchases of shirts and like not knowing like where, it's, cause you can't really sell them at pins and patches or like, it's a very specific market you want to go to and like so much work, but you could do it. Anything's possible. Yeah, no. Yeah. You're definitely right. Like on top of it, just costing like more upfront, you like, it just, it's going to require more of an effort to make sure you got the pictures to make sure you're getting the word out correctly. Um, and all that stuff. Like it's definitely, like this is, I, I don't want to say it's like the easy way, but it's definitely like the, totally the easy way, man. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's not kid ourselves here, man. Cost effective way. Let me, let me. Uh, this is yeah, the Costco cost- of t-shirts. <laughs> Do this. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'm gonna have to uh, explore that and uh, yeah. make some acrylic blocks myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah. You buy like sandals on my. Sandals with my, my, my art on it. You could buy what else? Like, uh, oh my gosh, you have I've a Rokusaki bath, bath mat. There you go. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Highly recommend. Two thumbs up. Interesting. Interesting. And, and Threadless is like the same thing. Yeah, that's like my backup. But okay. there's like way less traffic for me on Threadless. Interesting. Do you have any, any like strategies you like to implement? implement when you're like releasing products whether it's a pin or like a shirt or something like that do you try to go about it a certain way no i used <laughs> to and like it takes it takes the fun out of it for me mm. like i just try to do on a day where i feel comfortable with it and then like once i release it it's gone forever <laughs> yeah yeah like you mean like time wise like when i do it, like a day of the week and like time of, yeah time like of i day? don't know if there's like a uh like if you, there's a certain schedule where you're like sending yeah. out like an email blast like teasing it like a week before a month before just no nah, I, I mean if it's something really really cool like i'll probably tease it ahead of time but usually i'll just like 
post it in the afternoons always, the day before or the week of. Like when I do a pre-order for a pin or a pin drop, I'll do like, hey, you know, something's happening tomorrow. Come back around this time. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people. I feel like that's the trend now. It's like if Is you're going to yeah. announce something, it's got to be like tomorrow that the thing drops. Yeah, man. So it's, it's like, like um, oh, my God, you got to get all this like stuff prepared. You got to have like a nice just like photo of like the finished product or something like that. Or at least yeah. that's how I go about it in my head. Yeah, because yeah. I used to like I used to upload just the vectored file of the pins as a coming soon teaser. And I wouldn't get the pin to ship like another two or three months. So I felt like an asshole. I was like, oh, it's still coming. <laughs> like, trust me, it's still coming. And then when it came, people would respond better to it. And me personally, I hate when someone has like a pre-order up and it doesn't ship like two years. Like, I don't know if you know like Nerf, the Nerf blasters. Yeah. They just announced like the Boba Fett Nerf blaster yesterday. And I was like, this is awesome. And I was like, and then you see at the bottom, it just says, doesn't ship till end of 2023. And I was like, well, what are oh you telling God. me now? It's like, why? <laughs> I don't care about now. I'll care about it then. Like, yeah. So I'm that same mindset. Like, you know, if I'm going to buy something, I want to know I'm going to get it soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So you must like, I don't know if you buy like toys from NECA, but every time they do pre-sales on like some turtle stuff, it's Dude. like, oh, this is cool. Oh, eight months. <laughs> oh, I, I put it away already. I had a giant container where I put away all the quarter inch figures. Yeah. I have the entire set, so I just put them away in bins because I have too much stuff. <laughs> those things are awesome, but yeah. And those and those nice boxes I was telling you that I hate throwing out are mostly all mega boxes. <laughs> those are like pieces of art. They're so cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I have like two boxes um, of all the quarter-inch figures, not just like the turtle stuff, like the Superman, Batmans, all that stuff. And like, it just they're nice to look at, just having any space. Yeah. So I rotate stuff here like a museum. I like that. What is that? Is that your, is that the, what is directly behind you? Is that an LED light in a fireplace? That's a proton pack. Oh. I always keep that shit on me. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Wait, can you, I'm not sure you can tell you that. It's a ghost trap proton pack. Yeah, no, no, no. Now I can see it. But before it's just like the perspective. I'm like, what am I looking at? It's like for anyone listening, I just see like purple glowing behind him. And it almost <laughs> looks like it's a fireplace. I don't know. It's like you got it's in front of a mantle looking. It's to throw you off. Yeah. In, oh, case, man. in case you're a ghost, throw you off. <laughs> you got me. Um, question for you. Here's another one. Um, Answer. What do you think is the biggest mistake or just, you know, a mistake you've made along the journey of becoming uh, like an artist and selling your art? I think it's relying on people to sell it for you rather than doing it yourself. Like sometimes mm. like um, you'll make something and when you're new, you kind of like, for example, if you make a pin, maybe they'll offer to like pay you half for the pin and they keep the royalties or like, maybe they'll say, oh, you know, just pay this much and like, we'll sell it for you and give you a cut afterwards. And I would shy away from that now knowing a lot more than I do. Because all this stuff you can do yourself, you know, and that goes the same thing with your art. Like, you can go to Comic Cons and get a table and sell your stuff. And, you know, like that's, and all that stuff builds off of there. So I would just stay wary of people trying to do things for you if you can do them yourself. Own what you create. Yes, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I just like, I like being protective of the stuff that I make. Yeah, And like, that's also another reason why I'm always a little hesitant about sharing table space with other artists. Because I feel not because there's anything about them, but just I feel like when it comes to my brand, I want to make sure that people don't confuse what I make for someone else's. Yeah. And like, I'm not sure if this happened to you where people would be like, oh, these are your pins? I'm like, no, 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 that's not me. That's the other guy. And it kind of confuses 
potential customers that might misinterpret what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not saying they're good or bad. It's just, it's just saying that I don't want to confuse anybody. So it's kind of very important to me that whenever I present myself, it's very clear that what you see is mine. Like, you know, I no, do these things. Yeah. That's very smart. That's a great way of looking at it too. Um, if someone would ask you, how do I start a pin shop or how do I like get into making pins? What, what, what would you tell them? I would say just uh, draw on paper, have a nice idea. When you feel comfortable doing that idea, look for different places that can make your, make your, take your drawing and do it yourself. Or if not, go to YouTube and learn how to do it end to end. I would say like we live in a time where YouTube can show you how to do basically anything, even down to the most simplest granular thing. Like if you want to, there's literally videos that show you how to make a pin end to end with a guy drawing a smiley face and like taking it to the factory. They take this file and like make a vector and they show the pin getting made. And then he's wearing it at the end. Like the information's out there. You have to just be willing to take the risk and, and do the research. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid. You know, your pin might not do well. My pin certainly happens that suck too, like that I'm sitting on. But it's 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 just in the way where you express yourself and you have to get that stuff out of your system because then that just festers and sits with you. And, and it's better to have that out and keeping it in. So if you have an idea, just do it. Make it happen. Mm. I like that. Just go with it. I guess I guess we kind of already talked about it, but like your most proud accomplishment with uh with with your brand. Is it able getting that licensed deal? Get, or yeah. the the green the green ranger poster? The green rangers are nice to have. Well, I feel like for me it's 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 definitely like whenever um I'm able to put my art out there in a bigger way that I couldn't do it just with myself. Or like um, when you get a call saying, hey, would you want to do this project? And you're like, yeah, I, I would. Like, you know, like with the Aliens art book, that's what just got published uh, this month. It's crazy. Like going to a bookstore, going to Amazon, like seeing my name in the credits. It's like, yeah, you know, that's cool. Like, <laughs> it's just different because like anybody can find that, you know? Yeah. Or like um, another story is that I, I did a poster for that movie, Jingle All the Way. You know that? Australia's number one Christmas movie. <laughs> and I'm like, I actually, the director bought a pin of mine that I made too, like years ago. And he was like, hey, I'm the director of the film. Could you send me something? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll send you some stuff, man. Like, and I sent him a care package. He thanked me. That, that was the end of it, right? And then like, like last year, was it? He emailed me. He's like, hey, man, I've been meaning to ask you, would you mind if I published your drawing and your art in my book, in my memoir? And I was like, fuck yeah, you could do that, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, what am I say no? <laughs> and there was like stuff that you would never really expect. Like, like me, little old me, really? Like, sure. Little old me. <laughs> but again, like what started off as like purely fan art. And I did it purely because I nobody had done it. And I was like, no one's done this. I want to do it for myself. I'm going to do it. Boom. And then that kind of like created its own little spider web of like networks. And it took its own life of its own. That's so cool, and, man. And that's how it starts. Just got to do it. I love it. That really is it. How do you think the uh, the pin game has changed throughout the years? In what sense? I don't know. Are, I feel are, like are uh, the gangs now? I don't know what. Are you, yeah. <laughs> is, it more, is it more violent? We got gangs forming at patches <laughs> and pins. <laughs> um, no, well, you know, I just feel like nowadays there's I, I, pin shops popping up all the time now. Um, so, and like before it was just kind of like more of a niche thing, but now it's just become like a lot more accessible. 
you know, the information's out there. So a lot more people. Yeah. So there are a lot more like pins like being made and being produced and stuff like that. Do you ever feel like, because sometimes I feel like this too. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, there's like, how many, like, sometimes I, I just stop and think, how many Ninja Turtle pins, like, does the <laughs> world need? Or like, how many, like, how many more before people just stop saying like, no, we're good. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but but like you know like i don't know back four or five six years ago like there really wasn't like uh that many like ninja turtle pins um i'm just using that as an example like right, you know yeah. the, the the ecosphere was i think a lot smaller um back then so just i don't know curious on your thoughts i think just instagram really made that a much larger scene like people getting influenced to make their own and like like offshoots of like places like mondo or like gallery 1998 or like was it patty lapel just like you know they have a much larger influence on like the social media aspect of it so people are more aware of pens and want to make their own pens and that's mostly what i see or like like you said like independent artists are now making their own pens and i think that just blends into like them wanting to like use the pen world as another way of like medium to express themselves because like you said it's more accessible so mm -hmm. now they just have another tool in their toolbox for them to tell their story whether it's a good or bad story, you know, that's subjective. <laughs> but like, that just let us, that's what kind of creates that bubbling effect of like seeing more. Because I see it too. And I see really cool stuff too on my feet. I'm like, holy shit, that's a pin. I'm like, how does it move? And like, stuff that I would never think about is because of social media. And I see it more often. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely made it a lot easier to like see what's out there and just like other cool things too. Like in a way, like you kind of see it as like competition or you could just see it as like a cluttered space. Um, but I think like looking at it and like your perspective is, is really important. Um, so I, I like to look at it as like, oh man, these guys are doing something cool. Like this is very inspiring. Oh, I want to do something with like, like, um, pearlescent finish like in my pin or maybe i want to like try like mess around with like a uh, hard enamel with like dope screen printing on there and just yeah. make it like glow in the dark or something like that so it's yeah. just cool it's just like you know it's like creators inspiring creators in a closed yeah, space and, <laughs> and that's the way it should be i feel like you should be inspired but that's because i am too i'm like how the fuck can you do that like yeah. what, what does this cost to make like why are you <laughs> like it's crazy though but it's cool it's cool to like be influenced in a good way in that way yeah um real quick um what are your thoughts on vending at shows do you I like, like it, it? do you hate it no i like it it's, it's cool because i'm i'm so by my nature is to be very like shy sometimes and like very like to myself and i kind of i'm like a grump basically is what i am <laughs> but like being in the shows it really forces you to be personable even when you don't want to because people want to talk to you they're to ask you about your stuff so you're like like a switch happens sometimes. You're like, oh, what's going on? Like, you know, like, hey, how's it going? Like, <laughs> I call it my comic con personality. And I, I enjoy it. It's fun to like, but I'm super exhausted afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. What do you, is there like a, an essential item that you bring to all your shows? You can't, you can't go to a show without it. I'm trying to think of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think my thing is I always like wear a suit if I can, if I can, or like dress nice, like when I do shows. It's just like my thing. Maybe it, it blends to the couture part of it, but like I just like I see it as a job. I see it as like when mm. you when you view me as a brand, my friends hate when I say this shit. When you view me as a brand, I want you to like see me, but also see me in my art. So if 
you feel a certain type of way I want to express it when you see me. Yeah. You know? That's cool. It's all about like the, the marketing and just presenting yeah. your brand and yourself. Yeah. Well, you could say it's like not marketing, but like <laughs> I go by almost definition that like it kind of is, but what's I, the term, I, what's the term for like brand identity, brand identity, yeah. corporate jargon for the corporate, <laughs> corporate folks out there, the brand identity. Yeah. The hair and everything. Like, Cause yeah. I've definitely seen you out there with like different color hair. Best hair in the pin game. Yeah. <laughs> until, I, until I go bald. <laughs> Best hair in the pin game. Um, I look like Gargamel if I go bald. <laughs> Is it Gargamel or Gargamesh? I forget what it's called. I don't know. Smurfs. I don't know. Yeah. That was that was a fake laugh. I, I, I know. No I saw it. You I called you out about. You did. Damn fake. I'm not that well versed into the Smurf game, but. Um, all right, so we've reached like the end towards the end of the podcast. I'm just gonna like throw some rapid fire, some this or that. We're gonna end on some like fun uh, debates, if you will. Is this like the the end of the actor studio, where you're gonna ask me like, what do you want God to tell you at the pearly gates? I'm like, what's your <laughs> what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> we do. We yeah. There's like some fun stuff like that. We will okay. end with a nice prolific uh, question at the end. So. Are you soft enamel dude or a hard enamel dude? <laughs> it, it took me so long to figure out which one was which coming up. Like, it took me, like, months. I was like, I didn't understand. I look at photos on Google. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, they both look the same. But soft enamel, I have to go with. Okay. Which is what my pins are, soft enamel, yeah. Yeah. I still don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, do you prefer rubber backings or metal backings? Hmm. Rubber, if I don't plan on wearing them, metal locking ones, if I do. Smart. Yes. Boom, twofer. I like it. Uh, are you hashtag pin game strong or hashtag pin game proper? Pin game strong. What's your favorite hashtag to use with pins? Hashtag pizza. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. I just always do that. That's like a thing. I always do. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected answer. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that you're a pin addict or a pin collector? Pin addict. What was the last pin that you bought? Ooh, good question. I'd have to look. It's been a while. What was it? I keep them in a bag in my cupboard. I'd have to look. They, they, yeah, the, I have so many pins. I have pins. Wait, no. Um, I didn't buy it, but my girlfriend gave me a set from the Film Prop Society. Is that what they're called? Film Pin Society. Film Pin Society. He was a yes. guest on the podcast. Yes, yes. She got me this little like gift box of like four of the pins, and I, I love them. Yo. I have, that's one of the pins I have in my backpack is a little Super 8 camera pin. That is dope. Yeah. That is cool. I'm a big fan of the way he like See? packages his yeah. pins. We got there. Got you the answer. <laughs> we got there. I Took love it. <laughs> um, where's your favorite place to rock a pin? Rock a pin? Yeah. Lapel on my jacket. Leather jacket. Classic. Yeah. By definition, a little yeah, it's just it's just the standard. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I or, know you're denim jacket, like you know. Yeah, I know you're a big horror fan. I thought you called movie. me a big horror. I was like, what, <laughs> what kind of podcast? Horror fa movie Holy fan. Shit. How do you know that? How do you know who told you? Who's talking uh, that's, tales? That's for my other podcast. Sorry. Um, or warrior. <laughs> warrior. Horror. Warrior. <laughs> Um, give me your top five horror films. Top five? Ghostbusters, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, 
Beetlejuice. And the fifth one, I always switch it out because I like to keep it fresh. But currently, it's, it's, it follows. I like that one. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that one, but the oh other ones, God. all classics. It has a killer soundtrack. It follows is like pure all synth and like, Ooh, like organs. Ooh, just, like just, just look up the theme song alone. And it'll tell you whether or not you'll like the movie. And okay. play with light with the lights off. It'll f- I painted that. I was using that when I was doing the Green Ranger thing. Holy shit. Yeah, it just came back to me. Two days ago, whatever. I was finishing the line art. It was like four in the morning. And the song came on. And I work in pitch dark. Like I have all the lights off. And like, it's like really creepy. And all of a sudden, like, I feel like a blinking behind me of light. And I fucking yelped. I'm like, what the fuck? And it was like my phone had just turned back on from charging. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And, like, just hearing the, the synths going off. Doomf, doomf, doomf. And I was like, I was too much. I want to bed. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We might, like, just because of that visual, that story, we might have to yeah. link that song in the, uh, in the podcast description. Well, going back to that, do you hear music when you do your stuff? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, well, I think it depends. Uh, if I'm doing something mindless, like, you know, just like kind of doodling and seeing what sticks and whatnot, I'm usually listening to a podcast or something like that. Okay. But if I'm like drawing with intention, um, then I'm, I'm like focusing on that and like, you know, what is it going to look like jumping five steps ahead in my, in my head. So I'll probably put some like lo-fi music on or stuff that doesn't have like a lot of words. Cause then I'll just yeah. get like, confused or jumbled. Same with me. So I'm a big like lo-fi, lo-fi, chill, hip hop, pop, trap, remix. God damn, all the words, all the letters. <laughs> yeah, whatever, all the buzzwords. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> um, oh, for me, it's like super sad music. <laughs> oh, super sad music? Like, 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 uh, like film scores, like really sad film scores. Oh, like Hans and, Zimmerman? Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, just like, I'm painting like really all depressing <laughs> shit, like super but dramatic. For some reason, that fucking song came on out of nowhere. That, that it follows song is completely fucked up my vibe. That's funny. <laughs> um, favorite pizza topping? It changes it every time. The last one I had was pineapple ham and sausage. Like that was like nasty. your favorite. Maybe it was my favorite last week. Okay. It'll probably change. It'll probably change tomorrow. Okay. I just discovered. White slice pizza with buffalo hot sauce on it. It's like Ooh, the weirdest combination. Hot. It works though. It works. Okay. I mess with that. Sultry, but sexy. Gotta <laughs> describe it. I've never heard pizza described like that before, hey, but man. I've never wanted it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't go wrong with a plain slice though. Like if, if I had to pick, I'd probably just go plain. If done well, plain. Yeah. Classic. I'm, I actually want to try the one bite pizzas. You can get those frozen at Walmart now. I don't know if you watch the um, the uh, the the barstool guy. Oh yeah, I know, dude. I think he does the pizza reviews, but he, they got their own line of pizzas now. Is that what they're called? They're called one bites. They're called one bite pizzas, and I think you can get them at Walmart. But here's the funny thing: when you <laughs> watch, when anyone does a review of them, he'll post them onto his personal like Instagram account. But when they take a bite. He'll add a, a, a like a, a, a crisp sound, oh. like a crisp crunch, <laughs> so this it is, sounds like really crispy. It's so funny. This is Dave Portney, right? That's the guy, Barstool. Yeah, guy? yeah, that guy, yeah. the Barstool guy. <laughs> uh, interesting. Who is your uh, favorite Ninja Turtle? Michelangelo. That's who I'm the most like. <laughs> Party dude. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, last question, Morrow. What are the little things in life for you? The little things in life. Yeah. Food, family, and fun, baby. 
Ooh, right off the tip of the tongue. <laughs> I gave you the McConaughey. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the three Fs. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. I like You don't got to think too much about it. Just, just roll off the tongue. I mean, that's really all you need. Yeah. Like so it. who's your favorite turtle? Uh, I th- it's, I'm one of those people where like, it probably depends on like what really? I'm going through in life. And like, I think right now I most identify with Donatello because I'm jury rigging this whole podcast together. I'm using like two different microphones. I hooked up my camera <laughs> to my PC that I built and I had to download programs and s- change settings and stuff like that. And <laughs> we, we were talking about 3d printing and stuff like that. Like I got the 3D printer going downstairs, and like when I'm not working on the podcast, oh, that's right. yeah. I'm watching 3D printing videos on YouTube, like <laughs> different filament settings and different types, and that troubleshooting, bed leveling, all that stuff. There's so much stuff you can do with it, man. Like there's so much to it; it's mind numbing. Yeah, I, I thought the thing behind you actually was like the Magoo resin oh, 3D thing printer. Back there? Yeah, that's what I thought that yeah. was. It's like the same size, roughly. Yeah, and it's like the same yeah. color or something like that. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> but I'm going to get that hopefully in Friday. I'll get my Oh, Friday, this soon. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. What, so uh, what, stuff, is, uh, what is the first thing you're going to print? I think I posted a picture of the teaser of the ghost figure. I, uh, it's like a resin-printed, translucent white ghost. Um, it's just like a little mini prototype. But I'm going to have like a nice 9-inch, 12-inch figure. We can like custom paint them and like make your own with lights inside. That's pretty cool. I'm looking at it right now. Yes, I'm calling it the memory ghost. So we'll see how see how it comes out. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> Shit, man. You gotta let me know how the resin the resin world goes. Because I'm already uh, expecting a giant mess. <laughs> I think yeah, I think that that's I have to agree with that for right now. Even with the the filament stuff, like uh Yeah, I've seen your spaghettis. <laughs> i have i have one of them back there and this is uh a, a oh yeah the white mic blue figure does, does it move does it articulate it, it does articulate some joints are this one's a little wobbly but this one's tight the head nice and tight it doesn't like swivel or anything like that but it's pretty cool i like that it stands by itself too so that's awesome. is it heavy no it's a lot lighter than like the original figure um but like it's cool, like, but there's more to it, you know. It's not, you're not just like printing this, like, because then I want to go and like paint it, right? But then yeah. I got to figure out how to seal it, um, because I would prefer like not to be able to see like the print lines and stuff like that, which I guess is the only con I think to getting like a filament three D printer. That's kind of that's the main reason why I don't want to do it. There's so much work having to like sand and prime it and like sand again. It's not the smoothest of, but but to learn, it's the best thing. It's it's cheaper, I bet, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so cheap. Like the yeah, amount dude. of like material, it, like you know, a quarter, less, and probably less than a quarter. I'll give you a pro tip in the future. Um, you can probably use that machine to create new setups for your pins, new display boards, or new ways to like prop them up at shows. That is true. I I was looking at like stands Ten bucks. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's there's a whole fucking world book out there. With Speaking of that turtle figure, do you follow the company on Instagram that does those? That did the original like figures for, for Varner Kenner? Studios, right? Yeah, yeah, Varner Studios. Yeah, yeah, that's a good follow. 
That's good, man. It's really, really good seeing those old wax figures. It's so inspiring just to see, like, <laughs> this is what they started out with, and they had yeah. no idea what they had, like, in hand. Gold, man. It's crazy. Gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, all right, man. We reached the end of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to give you the floor. If you have any, any shout-outs that you want to give out, uh, let the people know where they can find you, what you have coming up. Um, take it away. <laughs> first and foremost what's up mom how are you i'll see you this weekend uh <laughs> second of all i just started um putting together a list of shows that i'll be doing this year uh the one i just got confirmed for is for way new jersey i'll be there um february 13th i think there's collector fest i'll be doing that for the first time something till i wet my beak into 2022 um i gotta write this down because <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I'll my send you reaction. The after this. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Give me the uh, the, the, the sign up sheet after that. Pass it over. Shit. Pass that cipher, bro. That's cool. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Doing that pins and patches. I think sometime in May or March. Um, I'll, you know, I don't know. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, other than that, just you can check out my stuff at um Amazon. I guess I can say that now. <laughs> if you look at the Aliens art book, I'll have another book coming out. Um. I think sometime in the spring, the Halloween art book, the Michael Myers film. I mean, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, but look me up at coffincouture.com. Uh, new stuff announced weekly. Um, if you see something you don't see, let me know and I'll probably design it for you. I like that. For a price. Of course. <laughs> like a like and a DM and a follow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well, I appreciate your time, your expertise, your your wisdom, your knowledge, and and uh, sharing it all with us. And and uh, yeah, this was a good time, just hanging out, talking pins. You just reminded me of something. What's you want to hear a really sad story? Oh no! Do we want to end on the sad story? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's like a very under. I was looking behind me at the turtle poster. And I just remembered something you'd like. Okay. <laughs> I was doing a show in Burbank, uh, a gallery show, right? I'd flown in what was the theme? It was like the Rocketeer. I was doing like a print for the Rocketeer film. And I'm there walking around, right? I see this dude. This dude looks so familiar to me. But he's like wearing like a hat, like low to his head. Who is this dude? I'm just staring at him. And I was like, Casey Jones? And it was Elias Cotius, the guy who played Casey Jones in the original film. And I was like, dude, I was like, sir, excuse me? Excuse me, sir? He's like, I'm a big big fan of you. And he was like, all right, man. Can I take a photo with you? I was like, yeah, take a picture together, right? Everything was super nice guy. As I'm leaving, I don't know to this day why I said this. I open the door to leave. He's behind me still looking at my artwork, right? I turn around and I go, hey, Casey. He goes, and I go, Kyle Bunga, man. And he goes, and I remember him. I remember him specifically looking at me and going like, I saw it in his mind process it all within seconds. He looked at me and he goes, this motherfucker for real? He looked at me, he saw it was genuine. And he looked at me and he goes, Kyle Bunga, man. And I go, yeah. <laughs> so whenever I look at this thing, I think of that and I laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, what an interaction. I left, I left you on a funny. There you go. <laughs> I like that. All right, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk real soon. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see each other out there. Um, I got to have you over, bro. I got to show you all the original turtle art I have. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you're you're not that far away, so uh, let Jersey me boys. let me sign the off right now, and uh, I'm on my way. I'll see you in like 40 minutes. Now we'll have the real interview. <laughs> <laughs>
Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.